A part of the reason why I initially resonated with this philosophy was the fact that it was supported by the pillars, the five foundational theories this philosophy is based on, and that Alexander's intention was to give the wisdom back to the people to derive their own solutions that would put them back on their journey toward energetic wellness. It's that whole teach a man to fish sort of thing. Self-sustainability is vital in a philosophy that aims at giving you back your power. Now that we have picked up and put down 50 episodes, it was time to revisit the pillars with a refreshed perspective and share the keys to utilizing them for what they were designed to do. When you are feeling lost, off kilter, or even having an emotional reaction, the pillars are the first step in helping to identify where your struggle or friction may lie on the mental plane. We also switched it up, incorporating the five levels of healing and wellness into the podcast structure to make sure we are hitting every level for your optimum experience. It's a new year, and this brings new energy and new intentions. Ours is to step up our energy and make promoting the podcast a higher priority. And of course, you can help with this. Share the podcast with other resonating souls, rate our podcast on iTunes, and or leave a stunning review or comment on any and all of the various platforms we are found on. This includes Facebook, YouTube, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and more. Also, don't forget that we offer access to exclusive content for just $5 a month, which also gets you a shout out on a podcast episode by yours truly. This also helps with our promotion efforts as it takes the almighty dollar to promote and holler so like minds can hear us and then stand taller. To anyone who wants to help us out monetarily, go to wise-wise.com slash patron, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. And of course, Alexander and I are so, so grateful to be starting this new year with you here. So now, let's journey. Wise with Aaron and Alexander uncovering our authentic self through self-awareness conscious communication and emotional responsibility greetings everybody uh, welcome back to wise wise this is our 51st episode and since we're at the beginning of a new year and we've just eclipsed uh, a half a decade worth, <laughs> number-wise, numerology-wise, of shows, Alexander and I felt that it would be awesome to do a reset and kind of revisit the pillars and how you can utilize them at home to clear up any confusion or any situations that you currently have and put yourself back on a path towards energetic wellness. And Alexander also got kind of like a message as he as we were preparing for the podcast and he was doing some vocal toning that we should possibly incorporate the five levels of healing and wellness into an episode to touch upon every level 
going from the energetic, the physical, the mental, the spiritual, and the emotional planes to make this episode resonate and touch upon each one of those to make it more of a complete experience. So, Alexander, why don't you come in and talk us through how we're going to be starting this episode off? Yeah, so this is going to be uh, maybe a little new and exciting because we do want to incorporate all five of these levels that Aaron mentioned. And this comes from the concept of this just philosophy that anytime we are dealing with um, a specific issue, uh, say something as simple as a broken arm, then, you know, whether it's your left arm or right arm uh, gives you information of whether it's on the masculine side or the feminine side, if it's a receiving issue or a giving issue. And so even something as simple as that, a broken arm, has these five different levels that if they are worked on all simultaneously from my perception expedites the healing and the ongoing wellness of uh, that particular issue. And so with that being known, uh, like I was saying earlier, the, the location gives us certain messages of uh, what on an emotional level the person may be avoiding, which creates an energetic disruption, which eventually creates a disturbance in the physical uh, body. So, you know, we have a mental way of how we're looking at it, and then we have a spiritual way of maybe something that has happened in our life that has shifted our faith, that has uh, shifted our belief system. So this episode is going to be uh, multi-layered, so to say, to where we bring these five different levels in experiential, and we discuss them, and we're actually going to go through some scenarios of how to utilize this just philosophy in everyday situations optimally. So I think we're going to begin it with doing about three minutes. We normally do three minutes of stillness at the end of each episode. And I think today we're going to bring it in to the beginning and we're going to, I'm going to do some vocal toning and I think Aaron may do some toning as well or some breath work with me. And what I want you to do is to consider this to be both the physical and the spiritual part of this episode. So I want everyone out there to, whatever your faith is, whatever you envision that higher energy or that higher power to be, for you to focus on that. And if you want to pray, then pray during this time. If you would like to vocal tone with me to make a sound and vibration, then please do that and really tap into the physical side of this exercise. And also you can breathe deeply in and out, either uh, with us or at your own pace. And once again, that can be both a spiritual and a physical experience. And then, of course, we're going to cover the mental, the emotional, and the energetic uh, throughout the rest of the information of the podcast. So, um, so please get centered with us, and we're just going to take about three minutes here uh, to uh, get centered and as I say, and I'm going to lead it with some vocal toning, and then Aaron's going to come in and join us in whatever capacity you feel comfortable.
hopefully everybody is grounded now and has a fresh perspective and mind that is open into receiving the information that we are grateful and sharing. Mm. We're going to enjoy all five of these levels. Mm. So good to to be here. And so, um, you know, I think we are going to get into these five pillars. So Alexander, let's, let's talk about the importance of utilizing the five pillars, because this is something that we introduced even before doing an episode. We actually have like an overview episode that's not marked as like episode one, episode Mm -hmm. two. And where we did touch upon what the pillars are, but we didn't really necessarily get into like situations where people would use them as examples per se. And, And I think as we've introduced more and more and more and more of this information, we've I know I have, so I'm going to speak from my experience. I've learned so much, but I've forgotten the basis on how mm-hmm. to utilize the pillars well because the whole reason why I was attracted to you in this in this this work, this philosophy, was the foundation that it sits on, mm-hmm. and that if I have an issue, and I, and I know this philosophy, I don't need to come to you. Like mm-hmm. you're not a guru, you're not trying to be a guru, and you don't want to be the person responsible for answering everybody's questions. Sure. So well we want said. to give people back their power to answer or to have the the knowledge and the wisdom to go in go internally right. and and utilize the the pillars, the techniques, yes, and yeah, and the various other techniques that are kind of built upon or support the pillars uh, to finding your own conclusion and your own way of getting back to overall energetic wellness. Which is basically uh, a big part of this is emotional processing. And so we're going to be breaking down basically how to uh, take a situation, a general situation that may affect you very harshly or you may be uh, emotionally reactive either externally or internally. And uh, we're going to give some ways to, um, to put out that fire, first of all, and stop the projecting and use the, as we call it, the wise whys or the whys that we ask internally. Um, so, so yeah, I'm looking forward to giving kind of like a refresh um, of this because I do feel like these are such powerful tools. Let's dive into what the pillars actually are and maybe give a brief summary or some other supporting elements to each pillar because I'm sure people have heard these terms that we're going to be talking about in other podcasts and maybe haven't associated them to the actual pillars. And I think right. it would be good to kind of bring everything in to, to each individual pillar. Sure. So, you know, the uh, original intention of these pillars are the foundational blocks. They're, they were intended to be the very first place that you go when you uh, get into a situation, uh, a mental or emotional uh, type of situation to start to extinguish that emotional fire. So these are just like five things that I have found over throughout my own healing and processing of emotions and different levels of wellness that these were things that I could visit and in no matter what situation that I had gone through, it helped me to shift my perception. And that is the beginning of, of wellness or healing is shifting your perception of how you're looking at it. Um, because you can do a lot of the right so-called techniques or even medicines 
but it's already been proven that your mental state of how you're looking at it has a, a very big effect on that. And that mental state, of course, affects the emotions. The emotions affect the energetic, and the energetic affects the physical. And so, you know, this uh, kind of domino effect is something that it's just time for everybody to be aware of. And so I'm looking forward to uh, introducing these. So these are five principles that if you can agree on all five of these, when you're in a non-emotional state like we are right now, then, like I said, that's the anchor to always go to as soon as you get knocked off center or off kilter uh, through an emotional reaction. So, you know, the very first one is finding the divine order in the chaos. And with this, I like to suggest that, you know, things are either in a divine order or there is a higher energy that has like a master plan for all of this or it's complete chaos. And there are people that feel that um, things are just complete chaos and that there is no order. Um, but I've studied enough sacred geometry and numerology and, and the planets uh, to see that there is a very um, intricate intelligence here from my perception. So, so right off the bat, anyone that just sees this world as uh, chaotic and there is no order or any plan, then they're probably not going to receive a lot from this philosophy or this podcast. But if you have that basis and whatever you want to call that energy, that higher energy, that higher source, um, is each one's individual choice because this podcast isn't about belief systems at all. You can fit your belief system into this philosophy or fit this philosophy into your belief system because it's really focused on the mainly on the energetic, the mental, and the emotional sides of issues while we're bringing in that physical and spiritual to bring in all five. But this podcast specifically is mainly around those three main ones. So finding that divine order just for me as soon as like I go through loss or I go through some type of failure and those emotions will come in to where we go through fear, we go through sadness, we go through regret, we can go through guilt. When those emotions get going, this is the very first place that I come to to remind myself, hey, everything's in divine order whether you understand it or not. And I happen to have gone through a lot of loss and death in my life. And this is one of the very first uh, pillars that I developed to be able to come out of that mindset or to to set a new mindset is that trust in in what is faith that can be connected to that spiritual level that um, there is a plan here and that in enough time, normally we're able to look back and see and understand a whole lot more through our life processes. And so, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty is a great saying, and that is, you know, due to when time passes and we grow in our wisdom and our experiences, then we're able to look back on past experiences and see them more clearly, especially after seven years, because I do suggest that it takes a seven-year cycle to completely work through some type of major trauma or major event in your life to work through all these different levels that I'm discussing. Yeah, and I would I would also bring in that for someone to find the divine order in the chaos, that doesn't necessarily mean that they don't have any free will, right? Sure, sure, that there is a blending, if you'll say, between that divine plan and uh, our own free will. 
in the way that I had it described to me uh, a long time ago that I really resonated with, and I'll just share this, there may be some out there that resonate with it, that there may be certain points of time in our timeline of life that is destined or set in place to happen. But in between those, uh, say, those areas of time, there is plenty of time for free will, for experimentation, for, um, for learning. And uh, this is where life can still kind of nudge us to either stay on track or let us know that we're kind of getting off track through the so-called flow of life or resistance of life. And I'm not going to get specific on that because I still want to allow all the listeners their own kind of free will of how you want to perceive this and move through this, um, this process. So, but to understand that I've broken it down to where I have a great consideration of if we really have much free will outside of our perception, because we're constantly being influenced uh, by the planets, by our school system, by our government, by social media, by smells in the air, by the food that we eat. So see, when you really start looking at it, we are so inundated in influence that it takes a lot of discipline, effort, structure to truly work to be a being that see things uh, clearly, non-emotionally, and without influence. So understand the power of your, of your um, perception and how you choose to look at something. And the example that I give many times is the color purple is actually a shade of red and a shade of blue. So it does no good to get in an argument with someone over trying to prove that that's the color purple if they're saying it's a shade of red. Just look for a deeper connection and be able to say, oh, I see that as purple, but I can see how you would see it as red. And that is a healing way of communicating. We don't have to be right. and We don't have to prove someone else wrong. It helps to be willing to look at their intention and how they're seeing it. And so um, finding that divine order is being able to look past the things that you want to resist and know that there is a usefulness for it and that you are practicing your faith and whatever that may be um, around uh, this very first pillar. Not to get too off course, but I want to pause and thank you for sharing the thing about the life path because you shared that with me for the first time a couple of weeks ago. And it blew my mind because it connected a few dots that I've had in my head rolling around for a couple of years. And I've shared it with a few other people and their minds were blown. So I just want to regurgitate what you said. Please. Which is along your path, there are certain points where you kind of need to, to be at a certain point or you kind of need to like come back to your life path. But between those points you have free reign to kind of explore and do other things. And the way I, I took it, and I'm not sure if you mentioned this, but the farther off you go from that path, the more cost is going to be to snap back to that point. And I've experienced things in my life where I could have strayed way far off my path, Mm -hmm. but just these weird occurrences would happen that would snap me back. Like, just little I, nudges, if just, you will, well, and, nudge. and just odd things, and it happens. It, it's too too many things to be uh, a coincidence, right. and it just uh, was kind of. I've always seen it as realigning me. Like if I went off that path, I wouldn't be going. Like it would be too far gone. Right. So th- your explanation just like 
kind of connected all those things and it made total sense and and you know everybody i've shared it with has been in full resonance of yeah, it. And, and you know and at this point we can just call it like a hypothesis i've i've proven it uh you know hundreds of times myself and it helps when uh you and we share it with these other people and they have similar experiences because uh that's a very big challenge for lots of people of how to look at uh, destiny or in free will. And so, uh, that is a take that, uh, I do share from time to time. And, uh, this helps with the tool. One of the tools we use is the destiny card system that actually maps out your yearly process in 52 day cycles that I have found to be extremely helpful. And this gets back to more, whether you want to follow the path of manifestation and just try and attempting to manifest what you really want, or working towards finding the flow in life. And the flow is, you know, what I've worked with for a long time, and I worked with the manifesting, creating in my younger uh, years. And so I like uh, working with the energies of the planets and with these different influences that we have, and, uh, you know, not just using a conspiracy mindset of against something, uh, like I don't need to attack the food industry and uh, the genetically modified foods, that's not my fight. I just choose to eat organic and uh, just have proven in our culture, whatever you don't give money to, uh, it will change. And so we always need to remember that in what you're supporting. Yeah, because money is energy, essentially. Yeah. All right. Uh, pillar two, everyone can be your teacher and every situation may have a lesson. Yeah, so... Once again, this is open to one's own free will of perception. You don't have to look at life as every situation has a lesson, but I'm willing to say that I can just about bet that you can get a lesson out of every situation if you just earnestly sit and say, okay, what is this trying to teach me? You know, people with children, I say, sit back rather than being the authoritarian all the time and see if you can't change your perception of what your child is doing and actually watch them change energetically and physically change their actions without you having to say anything verbally. Because when we alter the way something is affecting us due to the law of resonance, it has to affect everything around within a certain uh, distance. So working with the principles that, once again, this philosophy is based off of the principles of vibration and uh, physics. So I think that it makes life a little bit more lighthearted when we look for the lessons. Uh, some people can say that it puts you too much in your head. You're always thinking. But for some of us, that's actually comfortable. And instead of just using like imagination and trying to like just detach all the time from daily situations, say at work or social engagements, this is a way to change your perception, your attitude, and to learn more and more about yourself. Because anything that you resist, you know, is going to continue more than likely. And you can stop your resistance and work on your resistance to stop that from occurring in your life. And we do this by paying attention to how someone's treating us or the situations that's coming up in, into our lives and how we want to uh, handle those. And so there's many different ways to use everyone for your teacher or every situation. And with some people, it's uh, even using animals. And I'm a big fan of that. And the Animal Speaks uh, book is a really good one. And, and getting, uh, if you run across some animal that you're not used to coming in contact with, then you can look that up and see what the message may be, um, what the planets are doing. There's 
There's plenty of tools to use to help with this, but the direct engagement is so important. And to just mainly pay attention to any time you experience an emotion, there is more than likely some work to do there. And the point isn't to detach, but to learn to process the emotion, to see that whatever's coming up in this present situation is more than likely connected to many situations similar through your life. And more than likely, there's some forgiveness or something that you need to let go of uh, from the past. So look at the present situation, present person as just the messenger. Yeah, it's cool how you brought in emotions there because we said every one and every situation, but also every emotion uh, can also be your teacher as well. Uh, pillar three is my personal favorite. Uh, not that I should have preferences here, but polarity versus duality. Right. So, you know, this is a big one and, uh, this is one that is very, um, dysfunctional in our, uh, modern day language because people, uh, flip flop these words constantly. But I do want to get across that, you know, the idea of polarity is a necessity for this life experience in this earth plane, Duality is a choice. Duality is focused around resistance and something that needs to be overcome. Polarity is around acceptance and that both parts are necessary, such as us having a North Pole and a South Pole, and that neither one of those poles can shift even slightly or it would obliterate the world. And same with a car battery on when you go to crank your vehicle that it has a positive terminal and a negative terminal. Both are necessary. One's not better than the other. And so we get to breaking it down more and more to where, you know, you have uh, the beginning of life with birth, and then you have death, and you have love, and you have war. And anywhere that you look, it's been said by many great teachers that you can't have one without the contrast of the other, or you don't have an understanding So when we work with this uh, law of polarity and acceptance, we get out of as much right or wrong, uh, the need to prove uh, your perception or your view over someone else's. You're a whole lot more open to many different views because it's not about right or wrong. It is about perception and how these perceptions are affecting us on all these different levels mainly our health that it eventually gets to and why some people are struggling to get well, to get over sicknesses or struggling with pains that Western medicine hasn't been able to explain very well. And this is the world that I've danced in now and studied for over 26 years and professionally now for over 11 years is to help people understand that these unexplained pains, these um, aches, Uh, these limitations that we have, they all have messages for us that if we are willing to take a little time to dissect, uh, can be very uh, helpful and useful. So duality, see, exists anytime we feel something needs to be proven. So willpower is normally connected to the duality world. And this is where wars, uh, sports events, um, all of competition is based around duality to where once again, the uh, possible higher level of way of looking at it or a higher frequency is through that acceptance. And this is what I feel like uh, great leaders and teachers such as Jesus meant when he talked about unconditional love and to love thy neighbor and to, you know, not necessarily love anybody else any more than anybody else. And this is getting helping, uh, I think, helping us to get closer to that type of mentality of acceptance. And when you run into friction or something that you don't like, 
if you'll lean into that friction, as I say, or make love with the friction, which really means just be kind. If you run into somebody externally that is frictional, if you are kind to them in a gentle way, not an over-exaggerated way, but if you're just kind in a simple way, a compassionate way, it will normally dissipate that negative emotion very quickly. And so this is working with the view of polarity is what really helps us to learn to balance and process these emotions. And I remember when I first uh, was trying to learn this pillar, I had a hard time remembering which was which. So what helped me for the listeners out there was obviously polarity, the poles, but duality, um, even though it's spelled D-U-A-L, which kind of means two, um, it's like a duel, yeah. yeah. I thought of it as a duel, D-U-E-L, yeah. as in like you're going to fight you somebody. Saying that in yeah. the past, yep. yeah. That was a good analogy. Because you would be in op- opposition of somebody. Uh, so, okay, so pillar number four, emotional accountability and responsibility. So this is a big one, and uh, this one probably gets the most challenge just in the misperception of it. And I do feel that in this work or in self-growth or self-awareness and even healing, that the acceptance of having the issue or having a reaction is uh, the first step to the healing process. And so I like to suggest that any emotion that you experience is your responsibility to manage and to not take out on other people or uh, other things around you. And that doesn't mean that uh, we should be detached from our emotions. I feel that we should learn to make friends with all of them and not see them as this negative thing um, or even a so-called positive thing where so-called positive emotions you know, reside as well. Because so-called positive emotions can be just as distracting as so-called negative emotions. Because anytime we are taking in or giving information and we're experiencing any type of emotion, we are not giving or receiving that information clearly. They're going through emotional filters. So the first step is to realize that once emotions are activated, conscious communication has stopped. And so it's best to redirect the energy. And so some people work with, you know, taking a time out or going to separate areas of the home. There are many different ways to approach that. It is each individual's responsibility to manage these emotions. And once again, I'm not saying control them. I'm suggesting to manage them the way that an optimal parent would manage children. And I want to bring that concept in that raising your consciousness and your self-awareness is very similar to raising children. Even the same processes, the same way that we speak to ourselves should be very similar to the way that we would optimally speak to a child. So this emotional accountability is the willingness to be able to, in a situation, say a conversation between Aaron and I, and he says something that comes across offensively to me. See, I go ahead and accept as one of my truths that no one can make me sad. No one can make me mad. No one can make me angry. People can say and do things around me, but I choose those reactions. Now, early in this work, people are going to say that they don't have choice in their emotions. And that can be true to a certain extent, that we've been so trained in our environment from our families and that type of thing that our reaction time is so fast. But these techniques is what helps to break down 
this uh, process to stop that initial reaction, to go right into reaction of emotions. And the very first step that I like to suggest for people is pay attention to where you, when you drop in an elevator or roller coaster, where you feel it. In mine, it's the top of my abdomen. So every single time, and I learned over time training myself, every single time I'm about to go into uh, any type of emotion, whether it be positive or negative, I feel that clench at the top of my abdomen every single time. So I learned to pay attention to that first. So this is a suggestion of how to get into this. But that responsibility is to not take that out on another human being or anything that is in your environment. And then to take that out, maybe go for a walk, maybe go for a drive and park somewhere, maybe go to a quiet room of your own home when you're alone and say it however you want to. Get that emotion out. If you were angry, then say it angry. Get it out. I'm all about releasing the emotion, releasing the vibration, getting it out. My request is just not on anyone and not towards anything, any animal or any situation. So that's part of the emotional accountability and responsibility. Yeah, I actually had a conversation with somebody before uh, coming here to record, and I was talking about the same thing. I, I was saying to make sure that they were doing it authentically. Mm-hmm. Because if you're not authentically getting that emotion out, even though, because this person was kind of viewing it as a negative thing, right? and they, they didn't want to feel that emotion because they knew that it... it was not where they wanted to be in right. doing the Such work. Such as anger. I mean, yeah. our culture has a major issue with anger is bad to express. But if you create it in your mind out of something that somebody says or does, you know, from a vibrational standpoint, you need to get that out. Uh, like something that's toxic food, you need to get it out. And so the key is not on anyone or anything around you, but to be willing to, uh, yes, re-experience that and say what you need to say, and normally crying is a good sign that you're tapping into it. But the thing is, is that when you release it to the wind, the skies, the trees, to Mother Earth, to that divine energy, none of those subjects take it personal. So it is truly just releasing the vibration back to source, if you will. But when we get involved with other human beings, it becomes a debate. It becomes an argument. It becomes a fight. It becomes a war. It just keeps growing and keeps growing. And nobody wins in those situations typically. Yeah. In a way, it's kind of like sending it back to source so it can be recycled. Yes. (laughs) uh, There's a, you know, uh, writing and burning process. uh, Very similar, except you're just not going through the process to write it, but you're burning it off energetically and verbally. And uh, the last pillar is everything is vibration. So with this, it is the understanding that our thoughts do create a vibration. Our actions create a vibration. Our mental state, our emotional state, even our spiritual state, all these different levels create different vibrations. I like to say that this is our own individual orchestra that we're constantly tuning And those people that you just get across and they've just got this incredible vibe, they just feel good, They, whether they know it or not, they were working on tuning on all five of these levels uh, normally. So with the concept that everything's vibration, that means that anything, any so-called disease, and be very careful with that word, uh, I like to uh, change it up with dis-ease, it just means that something has gotten out of its natural vibration. And due to the laws of physics, a stronger vibration can manipulate and change a weaker vibration given enough time. 
So this is why anyone out there that wants to initiate change in your life, do it in a way that you can do it over a long period of time. And I like to suggest seven years to truly lock something in. But three days is a good place to start. Three days, three weeks, three months. So start with the threes to begin with. But really working on that uh, overall cellular regeneration over seven years. And so how we choose our perceptions and all of these other uh, four uh, pillars that we have gone through is directly connected to basically how we are charging or depleting our energy field. And those other four uh, pillars are ways to look at it uh, on different levels to adjust uh, these frequencies. And so having that general concept that there is nothing solid on this whole earth plane, that everything is particles moving at different speeds, uh, when I really began to understand that, it changed my whole view of wellness and to pay attention to how we're looking at things because it is affecting all these different levels. So I'm so glad to get to revisit these um, five pillars. And now I think we're going to get into like a couple of scenarios of how to uh, utilize these. So for us to show you how to utilize the pillars in your own practice, um, let's first bring in the first example we have. This is something that occurs, um, you know, throughout every year, unfortunately, but like a natural disaster that happens, whether it be a hurricane, tornado, uh, earthquake. Right. People tend to, to see that as a negative thing. I mean, it is. It's tragic. People lose their lives, their homes, sure. things like that. So so how can, if somebody's struggling with that internally, and it, and it is creating like, uh, like if somebody's empathetic to, mm-hmm. the, to the loss that these people are, are having, um, how can we utilize the pillars to uh, come to a, a better understanding of overall energetic wellness? Yes, and you know, and always carrying a large level of compassion, uh, especially in situations where we don't understand or can relate. But yes, yeah, so, something such as a natural disaster can create a lot of whys. Um, you know, why did this happen? Why did this happen to us? Uh, why did that this happen here? And when we get into the whys, it can be a very uh, long downward spiral because the whys can't always be answered. But we can go internal and say, why am I allowing this to affect me this way? So right away, once that emotional fire is created, this is a good place for the pillars to go back to. The very first one that I typically go to is Alexander is everything in divine order. No, we don't understand why this is happening right now or why it happened to who it did. Uh, but let's set those whys to the side and just trust that something is happening here that in enough time we will all learn and see much deeper. Uh, maybe those that sacrificed what they sacrificed for and those of us that was left behind what there was for us to learn uh, from this situation or from these people that, that passed. And what you're looking for is to really kind of I look to go through all five of these and get a confirmation. And so when I can look at that and go, no, I do remember that I do have the view that everything is in divine order, whether I understand it or not is my complete like kind of mantra. Everything's in divine order, whether I understand it at this moment or not. Then I'll go into, hey, what does this have the opportunity to teach me? Well, if I lost somebody personally in this devastation, 
Then it's going to have the opportunity to teach me to bring those people I love closer to me. Remind me of how special each and every moment, each and every day is. If it took away something, some material good of mine, then it helps me once again to show appreciation, to work on non-attachment, to realize that maybe I didn't need that particular material thing as much as I realized that I did and that the people close to me is more important. So finding a way to learn a lesson out of it is beyond invaluable and it's part of shifting the energy very quickly. Then the next one is, am I looking at this through a duality view or am I looking at this through a polarity view? Am I working to accept this and see this devastation as a way for new growth? Every ending has a new beginning, but sometimes it's hard to see that new beginning when we're holding on to the ending. Now we're in duality because we don't want to accept the way that something is and death is a, is a big one for this. So once again, seeing that when something as permanent as death happens, you know, to get into that polarity view is so important. And I remember when I was going through my trauma of, of losing my life partner of 11 years and beautiful mother to uh, the two boys that I helped to raise in this world, it was very hard to get out of that duality and not focus on what I had lost. And so the duality view is focusing on what you lost or what has changed. And the polarity view is focusing on what you had, how you utilized it, and how now that it's been taken away, how you could ultimately learn even more to further utilize things in the future and people. And so uh, then the follow-up to that is the emotional accountability and responsibility. Many times when devastation happens of the natural type, once again, whether it's a person that's taken away or a material uh, object that's taken away, um, anger shows up, uh, frustration, resentment, uh, pain, sadness. And this is where the emotional accountability and responsibility comes, that many times sadness can be masked by anger, and people will take their sadness out in an angry way uh, on maybe somebody of a different race or anything that they're judging. And this is where it's very important to be sure that when you do visit these emotional realms that you uh, you work to remind yourself daily that you sh- it's not uh, it's not good or optimal to ever take any of these negative emotions out on uh, another person or animals or a situation. So taking responsibility for our own emotions, accepting that we are emotional beings. I'm not suggesting to run from your emotions at all. I'm suggesting to lean into them. Make them your friends. If you feel sadness or you feel anger, take time to go be with yourself or to talk to a neutral person, maybe a therapist, or I provide um, you know sessions for people to work through this processing. But it takes someone that can truly hold the space in a non-judgmental way. Uh, But that is how we would uh, get to this uh, situation to realize to accept our sadness, to accept all this anger that this loss has brought up, but take the responsibility uh, to not um, pour it out on someone, you know, and then the final one being that that everything is vibration. So while I go through this loss to realize that while I'm being real and willing to go through these emotions, I want to balance that out, so to say, or bring equilibrium in. And this is where 
once again, our thought processes can be very useful because if we focus more on gratitude and the things that we had or the things that we did get to experience rather than the loss, then that's what's going to help maintain our vibration. And if we don't, if we stay into what we lost, if we stay into that anger, that sadness in these situations, it just continuously um, creates emotional reactions, which drain the energetic field, which eventually cause problems in the physical body. And so, um, you know, once again, we bring in the, the, the spiritual side of this, that how we are looking at this many times is uh, directly connected to a person's level of faith and how they are working with some of this processing. So that's just one example of a natural disaster. And if you go through these five different things and you get these confirmations, normally it will change your experience. I'm not saying that it will fix anything because, once again, we're talking about processing. We're not talking about fixing stuff. We're talking about processing things. And so this may need to be visited daily for a while, depending on how heavy the trauma is or multiple times during the day. So, you know, my go-to is, like I said, to kind of go to them in that order. And right away, normally the biggest uh, extinguisher of the emotional fire for me is to remember that everything's in divine order. Then next, I look for what is the lesson? What is this person teaching me? Then I remember the acceptance of polarity over duality. Let's stop resisting what is happening here and let's accept first. And that accepts the so-called good and bad, the so-called positive and negative. And then we bring in, let me make sure that I'm not taking out anything I'm experiencing on anybody I love or anyone around me with that emotional accountability and responsibility. And then remembering to hold my vibration because how I hold my vibration determines a lot of my experience of whether I'm going to maybe get an illness or have some kind of physical limitations. So I think that's a, just kind of a good sticking our toe in and getting a, a decent overview. All right, yes, that was a great example. You got very intricate within, within the details of running through the pillars. I wanted to bring in one more example that that's, uh, gets more into the advanced type of um, personal struggles and, and relationships where um, let's say one person is, is more of a retreating personality and when there's an argument, they kind of retreat, which incidentally triggers the other person's past trauma of abandonment. Mm -hmm. So you're kind of fighting two things there because what's good for one person um, in retreating, let's say they retreat because they have anger issues right. and, and they feel like that's best for them to just remove themselves Emotional from the situation. Responsibility. Yes. Yeah. yes, but it <laughs> accidentally or mm -hmm. incidentally... Um, triggers the other person's past trauma. Yes. Yeah, so this happens very often, and please visit our podcast on roles um, because we go through how we play different roles for each other. And they're not always um, seen or understood. Many of them happen on the subconscious level. So this is a great example of, say, two people being together, a man and a woman, and the woman has learned with a coping mechanism to retreat uh, when confrontation comes. And this happens with many fives in the human design. That's uh, to avoid conflict is very common. Um, and fives, many of them will fail at how they do this when really just communicating it would help. That, hey, I, I sometimes need to remove myself from the situation to handle it as conscious as possible. And But for the other person, say hypothetically, that the male in this relationship um, has gone through a couple of relationships of abandonment, maybe a death, and then maybe uh, a partner leaving leaving them. 
so now, even though this retreating is seen as a good thing and a beneficial thing, it has a high likelihood to activate the trauma of the male from abandonment. So I like to say that, of course, the just philosophy is built around journeys unite seeking transformation. So many times opposites are attracted to one another to help one another through this emotional processing. So I I also have mentioned in the past many times that when you have a resistance to something and you work through your resistance and do your healing, then it stops that person or relieves that person from having to play that role. And in this situation uh, that we're sharing, say over time, the very first time that the woman uh, leaves to do something that's good for her, it created a major um, reaction of fear, of sadness, of loss uh, for the male. Then my suggestion, once again, is for him to go and sit and go through these pillars one by one. Um, Am I trusting that... There is a divine order here, and if we're supposed to be together, we will. Or, you know, is this just all chaotic and I have to make this happen? I have to put all the energy in. You know, uh, if she doesn't come back, then what would that teach me? It would teach me that I've already proven that I can survive by losing somebody that I love. I've already gone through that twice. But if she does come back, then it teaches me that everyone that leaves uh, doesn't always stay gone. So, see, it begins to become uh, a healing either way. But the point is, is that every time that action happens, if the male will go sit and make his peace, go through these pillars and make his peace each time in the action, the reaction will get less and it will get less and it will get less. And one day it won't bother him at all when she needs to go away. Then the biggest secret is that then I'm willing to say that she won't ever need to go away again. And optimally, both parties are working on it simultaneously. She's working on not needing to go away because she's building trust with him. He's working to not be triggered to have this reaction uh, because she's proving that she's coming back. So both of them are redefining their story. And this is part of the mental part as well. So it's physically happening. The, fin- the mental part is reprogramming what is actually happening here while seeing that it's been connected to something emotionally from the past and carrying faith and trust at enough practice from the spiritual world and the energetic world that we are energetically trainable. So that's how to bring those five different levels back in. And then I just like to suggest people to be willing to work on something a hundred times. And I can almost guarantee that if you will work on something a hundred times, you will almost always be better at it. But it may only take five times. It may only take ten times. But don't put the number of processing uh, times in your mind. Just practice it each and every time that it happens. And that's not just with uh, single situations. Find a way, like pillar two, find a way for every situation to maybe... Uh, be a lesson like the gentleman could find abandonment find many ways throughout his day to work on that or she could work with different types of uh, coping mechanisms as well so this just is the optimal way for two people to come closer together working on traumas that they both have but we wanted to shine the light on sometimes what helps one person with a trauma creates a trigger and creates another trauma uh, for 
for their partner. And this could even be the person they love the most in the world. So unfortunately, uh, this happens all the time. But with a little bit of consciousness and understanding, uh, we can completely change the perception of it. I think this episode has probably been a revelation for many people to know that they have the power to to manage their own healing and in utilizing this philosophy. So Alexander, in closing, what's a way that you would suggest people to remember to go back to the pillars whenever an emotional reaction comes up? Well, I think we're looking to get these up on our podcast community. Um, So anybody that wants a visual and we are working on a booklet uh, now to be make available for people as well. You know, for me in the beginning, it was picking one or two that uh, I really worked with daily. And then as I got those two that could come to my mind at any point in time, then I'd pick one one or two of the other ones until I got them just ingrained and I could go to any of the five in any order. Now I kind of have an order that I automatically go through, and it's kind of the process that we went through in this podcast. But that very first one for me was a big one, divine order, because as I was uh, developing this philosophy, I was on a very deep so-called spiritual path. And um, the spirituality is really what uh, sent me in this uh, direction Uh, which later I kind of balanced out or brought into equilibrium with these other five levels as well. But for me, it was remembering that everything's in divine order and that even though I didn't understand why my wife and partner had to be uh, taken away through cancer at just the age of uh, 46 years old, it seemed very unfair. But um, but part of my faith was in that uh, trusting that even though I didn't understand that at that time, uh, there was bigger work for me to do and for me to utilize our experience together to catapult me into that. And that's exactly she was the catapult to get me out in front of people sharing this this uh, information, sharing my philosophy, sharing my uh, sound healing um, therapy and uh, bringing all of this together. So, uh, so I thank her so much. I, I thank the divine for my life path. It has been a crazy one like most people's are. And we do have to work to not take this stuff so seriously. And believe it or not, some of this mental part of breaking this stuff down to me makes life a little bit more fun uh, rather than just so mundane. So I actually utilize this stuff in a fun way, not to overanalyze things, but to actually um, have a constant way of learning rather than just going to an institution and focusing your learning um, because so much other can be lost in that focus. So this is just a way to take life every day and everyday life and to how to grow. And using these pillars is um, a great place to start. And then the second one for me was always I choose everyone to be my teacher and I choose to learn something in every situation that I'm in. So um, so those were the two that I started with. And then uh, getting a bigger understanding of polarity and, and those laws throughout nature on this earth and uh, then managing the emotions um, and then the concept of everything's vibration. So they all fit and rang, rang very clear with me um, when they came through. And uh, I've pulled on them a lot. And they are the foundation of what all of this work is um, uh, built upon and so we look forward to sharing more and more of this processing
We appreciate your interest in self-growth, conscious communication, and continuing to ask the wise wise. And remember, gradual changes over long periods of time equals lasting results. The Just Philosophy, as discussed in this podcast, has been developed by Alexander over the last 22 years in his private practice, professional environment, and private studies. The information discussed is intended for educational purposes only. It is not meant as a replacement for conventional medicine. Just remember, knowledge plus experience equals wisdom. Seek the wise. As we continue sharing this information, there are also multiple ways to share and support this work. Gain access to our exclusive content, behind-the-scenes footage, and other products that assist you on your self-awareness journey by joining our patron team in exchange for a monetary donation by visiting wise-wise.com slash patron. That is wise-whys.com slash p-a-t-r-e-o-n. Another way of support is by sharing this podcast with receptive individuals or even leaving a review on popular platforms such as iTunes or Facebook helps us introduce this work to others through the listener's words. We are also on most major social networks, so follow us along there or even join our Facebook group community. Continue your journey by visiting Alexander's website where you are able to book private consultations in person, by phone, or even Skype. Know thyself better with human design and destiny card reports and readings as mentioned in this podcast. View a calendar of his live performances and class schedule. Peruse his other products such as shirts, CDs, and the revolutionary VibroTune sound vibrational therapy tables that assist with subtle energy alignments. So grab that keyboard and go to thejustphilosophy.com for those goodies. That's T-H-E-J-U-S-T P-H-I-L-O-S-O-P-H-Y dot com. And if you love the touch of a soft shirt with a message that will warm your heart in resonation, then check out my company, Verity's Apparel, where I am a one-man band doing it all from design to physically printing the garment. It's sealing it all with a conscious touch. Just go to veritiesapparel.com, V-E-R-I-T-E-E-S-A-P-P-A-R-E-L.com. Thank you all for being a part of this journey with us.